Welcome to Falcons Drip, your go-to source for Falcons news and draft coverage. I'm Thon Ray, founder and voice of Falcons Drip. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jeff and Ferg. And today we're going to dive into the interior D-line, defensive tackles, noses, maybe the guys who might bump out to edge in the 3-4. But before that, Ferg, have some I've got your fun facts, fun facts, fun facts. Come get your fun facts. <laughs> Tigers. All right, so here's a fun fact for you guys. Tigers are actually the largest cat species in the world, reaching up to 3.3 meters in length and weighing up to 670 pounds. So for all of you uh, for all of you out there that don't know how to convert meters to feet, 3.3 meters is approximately 10.8 feet or just just under 11 feet. Yeah, we totally knew how to do that before 10 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so tigers, are we talking about like saber-toothed tigers or what's going on there with that? Bengal tigers. All right. Now, so what are, are Bengal tigers, are they the same as like the white tigers that you see around? I, I believe that they can be. I no, mean, I think those are Siberian tigers. Mm, you're right. It's a different species of tigers because Bengal tiger is the most common tiger species in the world. But uh, Siberian tigers, I, I'm fairly certain, are much more rare. In fact, they might be one of the rarest species of tiger. Huh. That'd be cool to own one. I agree. I agree. I'm sure that uh, there are some Russian oligarchs out there that own Siberian tigers. Hmm. That would be pretty sweet. So talking about tigers, why don't we talk about our the most dominant tiger we have on our team, and that's the Clemson tiger, Grady Jarrett. Grady Jarrett. Yeah, he's phenomenal. I mean, the best defensive. I mean, the best defensive player maybe on the team. It's between him and Deion Jones. Yeah, and that just kind of depends on what you're looking for and what this, you know, what the season brings. Like I think last year Grady was probably the best, but this upcoming season, what Dean Pease is going to do with Dion, Dion could surpa- we could see Dion surpass him. But for now, well, well, I'd still give it to Grady. Where do you put him? Where do you put Grady Jarrett in the NFL? Where do you put him? How do you rate him as yeah. a top ta- as a top defensive tackle? He's a top defensive tackle. In my opinion, I think he's underrated. Or I mean, he's a top five guy, but I I have him as number two. It's Aaron Donald, and then it's Grady, and then there's a couple guys that you could argue are as good as Grady or. Some people would say better, but I would disagree. Like Grady does so much so well, and on a defense where he's the focus, there aren't very many teams where you're like, okay, like who's the guy we got to stop? It's Grady yeah, some Jarrett. of the other good guys like Cam Hayward is playing next to T.J. Watt, and I Fletcher mean he had, and he had Bud Dupree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's they're in much better situations. Most of the other really good guys, and then. And then there's Aaron Donald. Who's yeah, he makes his own good situation. I mean, Grady Jarrett is, right, he's up there. He's up there. Three sacks in the Super Bowl that we won't talk about. <laughs> I was there. Um, but Grady, you know, I expect another big another big year from Grady. He came in, only had four sacks last year, which is a little down from the two years before. Again, when you don't have much else around you, you're rushing from the interior, you're going to get double teamed very frequently. Yeah, I mean, interior rush also, let's be honest, like interior rush isn't typically where you're looking to acquire most of your sacks. I'm not saying it can't or doesn't yeah. happen, but that's not typically where you want or where you will receive most of your sacks. Especially, too, because like he'll play at the three-tuck, where like some of these other interior guys like J.J. Watt will rush from the inside, Aaron Donald rushes from the inside, but typically they'll widen out and play like a, a five-tuck, like 
on the right. defensive end ish type spot. Right, right, right. Where Grady most of the time is rushing from the interior. He is and center. He, mm-hmm. And he uses his quickness and explosiveness to get off the ball, beat these guys, and get into the backfield. Yeah, um, that's his world. That is literally yeah. his existence. A gap to A gap. That's his existence. I would say and just B gaps. A gaps and he'll he'll bump out to the B gap. When he's good, they let him go to the B gap. <laughs> I don't think you understand. Grady determines when and where he goes. <laughs> right, right, absolutely, no question. Team. I should rephrase that. Right, when the coaches are good, <laughs> Grady will tell them, "I'm going to go to the B gap." Yeah, exactly. So, there's not too much else to say about Grady. I expect another big year. We need him to really to thrive because teams are going to be doubling and focusing on him, which is going to allow Dean Pease to open up more of the his blitz, blitz concepts. And he's going to, you know, Grady, because of these blitz concepts, might get left out with more one-on-ones, which is going to cause him to cause more havoc in the backfield. So I think talking about Grady, he could really start at any one of these three interior defensive line spots. When you look at how Dean Pease kind of runs this, in the 3-4 you have a nose and then two defensive tackles. But then when you shift from the 3-4 to the 4-3, you have an outside backer walk down put his hand down in the dirt that'll be like Dante Fowler and then you have a defensive end bump over or sorry defensive tackle bump over to the defensive end spot are you guys following me yes so with that you the other defensive tackle becomes the three technique which so he's more over like the outside of the guard and then the nose is the nose and he's always like right by the center so explain the techniques, just break it down one more time, how that works, you know, three technique, and um, just really mm-hmm. tell me like I'm a four-year-old. So when you're looking at it in the three-four, typically most of the time you've got a guy head up on the nose, and then two defense, and that's the nose guard, the nose tackle, and then you have two defensive tackles who are typically, you know, inside shades of the tackles, outside shades of the guards, head up on the tackles. They're usually kind of spread out depending on what you want to do. When we walk the, our outside linebacker down to play defensive end, they'll shift to the other side. So the one defensive the one defensive tackle will shift more inside and play like the three technique, like head up on the guard, outside shade of the guard. The other defensive tackle will bump over to defensive end, so outside the like outside shade of the offensive tackle. And then the nose kind of stays where he is, maybe shifts over very slightly from head up, from head up from the center to the uh, opposite A gap, the weak side A gap. Okay. So Grady could really play all three, but I think we're going to f- primarily see him as the defensive tackle that would shift to the three tech because that's really where he's played most of his careers in that three tech position. Now, looking at it, our nose is pretty much locked in as Tyler Davidson. Uh, we re-signed him, restructured his contract, saved us some money, um, but it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to cut him because he's good enough and probably our most pro- most proven nose guard that we have right now. Yeah, he does what needs to be done. He's not top tier by any means, but he's just NFL starter. Yeah. That's what he is. He's yeah. proven. He's not going to go out and get you a bunch of sacks. He's not going to go out make a ton of highlight plays, but he's going to do his job. Yeah, I mean, his his highest sack total is two. He's on third down. He's probably coming off the field. Right. So with that, now we got to talk about the other uh, the other tackle, 
which is like kind of like the weak side tackle that would bump out to defensive end. So you need somebody who's going to be, you know, stronger, quicker, not stronger, quicker, more athletic. And the two guys that I kind of see pushing for that spot is John Kaminsky and Marlon Davidson. They're both young guys. Yeah. Well, I mean, Marlon Davis is, uh, he's, um, he's 23 and John Kaminsky's 25. Yeah. Both right. very young guys. And they both haven't proven really anything at the NFL level yet. So Yeah, and we're waiting. There are two guys who are pretty athletic, strong, big, you know, and we're hoping that they can kind of take over and take take it to the next level. Now, Marlon Davidson is kind of, you know, defensive tackles typically have a hard time adjusting their first year. Not only that, Marlon Davidson did not have a preseason because of COVID. And he ended up acquiring COVID towards the beginning of the season. So you wonder how much that derailed him because he really didn't show much last year. And I was really excited about Davidson, Marlon Davidson coming out of college. Uh, he had the quote, like football is the best and the like best sport in the world. Cause you can come out and brutalize somebody and you're not going to go to jail. Like, like that fires me yeah, up. That's intensity. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a lot of intensity. And when he was at Auburn, he played a lot of actually, like outside, not outside linebacker, like defensive end, but he did play some outside linebacker. Like he would stand up and rush the quarterback that way. And he was a good enough athlete that he did a pretty good job. I like that he wears, I'm looking at a picture of him too. And this is kind of random, but he's got, uh, he's got dual cross earrings on. I kind of like that. It just gives me like an LT vibe. Yeah. He's a wild guy. You know, yeah. like what you said about the his quote, you know, it's the best sport because it's a sport. And I'm paraphrasing. I don't know if this is word preferred or verbatim. But, um, you know, because it's a sport where you can brutalize somebody and not, not be incarcerated or whatever, not get in legal trouble for Yeah, it. and it's, he's just – I mean, he's, he's awesome. He's somebody that you really, like, root for on, Good the, energy. on your team. Good yeah, energy. Great energy, yeah. and, you, and you hope that that will translate this upcoming season. And, he, and um, Arthur Smith has come out and said, I know we've had OTAs, so you're not seeing the pad. Like, pads aren't on yet. But Arthur Smith has come out and said that he looks good. So that's a step in the right direction. We'll see what happens when camp starts, see when they start putting the pads on, hitting a little bit. We're really hoping that we'll see him kind of shine have, there. Have we seen um, anything in regards to him and Stephen Means or, like, do we know what the relationship's like? Because, again, you know, as we discussed in our last session, Stephen Means is another guy who has that kind of that, like, uh, just that amped-up energy, you know, that positive uh, momentum-changing energy. I don't think we know anything about the two of them like together. And I would say their energies are like different. Like Stephen means is definitely positive bringing, you know, positivity, like cheering you on, go working hard. And where Marlon Davidson is more like violent. Yeah. Violent. Like I want to attack you. I'm going to try and put my head through your head and get to the quarterback. And I think part of that too is one guy's a somewhat a long-term NFL veteran versus a guy who's new to the league like you you just have a different energy at 23 than you do when you're 28 yeah, completely sure. true sure and, sure and really different positions right like right. we're talking about interior defensive lineman versus a defensive end slash outside linebacker um so i'm hoping it's marlon davidson but if it's not marlon davidson i also love john kaminsky i mean he's a pretty he's a freak athlete d2 d2 player uh, Atlanta drafted him in the fourth round at 6'5", 285 pounds. This was coming out of college, so who knows how much weight he's put on. He ran a four six seven. so that's, that's, that's flying for that size. That's, incre that's 
six five two eighty five. He's probably like you said. He's probably bigger now. Mm-hmm. And I, I think his like his short shuttle was comparable to that of linebackers. So just a freak wow. athlete. That would be exciting. A D, yeah, and he's shown shown flashes. Ooh. Like there were times last year where he looked like he was ready to break out. Like he 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 seems like he's on. He's ready to break out, and this is going to be the. Could year. he potentially like? Is this a guy that? Does he have the ability to drop into coverage? So I don't think so. I don't think so. But there are definitely times where, you know, we might see him go and play. We might see him go play outside linebacker in a pinch, right? Like let's say we don't have a lot of guys or whatever, and he he might have to go out there. I well, there's definitely going to be some times you'll probably see him drop into the flat or something. Yes, because DMPs runs like we talk about all the well, time. I mean, time. if his shuttle if his shuttle is really that good and is forty times that good, he's moving like a linebacker. Yeah, so but that doesn't mean he can cover like a linebacker. And I, I just, understand that, but my, my point is he has the foundation and he can be trained up without question. If your shuttle's that good, if you have straight line speed, just straight line speed, if you know what Thon said, if he just ran, you know, the forty that he did and his shuttle wasn't what it is, I'd say, yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. But we're talking about a good shuttle time, a great shuttle time, and a great forty time, especially for his size. I mean, that's I think though with him though is you're looking. I, I call him another versatile player. He's definitely versatile. But I think with him though is he's already a project coming from a D two school. So he's right now it feels like he's working on his craft as being a defensive lineman and trying to kind of train him up to be an outside linebacker could be a task maybe for the future. Got it. I see. Right now we just need to right. He needs first he needs to get to the improve. the rushing down and stuff. Yeah, like he, he's been in the league two years and has uh one and a half sacks. Yeah, yeah, it's not. He's great. he's got to work on what no. his main job is first, and then adjust. I, I hear you, but sometimes, and again, I just want to reiterate. I, I don't want to harp on this, but at the same time, I want to point out to people that there's something. This is like a this is a real thing, and what I'm about to say is that sometimes, you know, like for instance, John, his main focus or his current position, it may not be the best place for him, and that and that's what I'm saying. He it. Someone isn't necessarily a bad player just because they're in a position and they're not performing in that position. You know, didn't, you know, Albert Einstein say if you tell a fish or you try to teach a fish to climb a tree, it's going to think it's an idiot its entire life. And my, my point is ultimately, and I'm exaggerating my point, but it's he may not be in the right position. They may not have him tasked with the right responsibilities. And I think he is because he's. You know, it's, I think, and this doesn't take anything away from defensive linemen. I think it's easier to play defensive line. It's, it's more violent. It's more physically demanding, but it's easier to play defensive line and go straight forward and get by one guy than it is to play outside linebacker and drop and read coverages. I hear you, but Marlon is clearly the better. Marlon is clearly the better interior defensive lineman. It's just, so, you know, he's in college. So in college, he's bigger, he's more violent. But in college he was, but as an NFL player, Marlon Davidson hasn't done anything. He nor has John Kaminsky. But Kaminsky's done a little bit more and seen more time in action. Yeah, Davidson but, is extremely raw. Like as far as an NFL player, he played sounds eight, eight like games. John is pretty raw too. They both are. They both They're are. Both raw. But players, Kaminsky's right. done more. I just I, I I hear you. I Kaminsky's want, done more. He also has more years, and you know what I mean. Um, excuse me. Let me pull on pull back on that. I don't know if he has more years. Yeah, um, he does. John, John Kaminsky's got two years, and Marlon's got one. Okay, and I just both. I think both of them, both of them are t- project type players 
But I think Marlon was didn't live up to his hype because of this lack of training camp, because of COVID. Last year, if you're going to give someone a break, it was, it was last yeah, year. It was de- 2020. Definitely. If they you had- give anyone a break anytime, it's it's 2020. Definitely. And so that's why I really think I think Marlon Davidson is going to win this job. And I think it's going to be Marlon Davidson. And I think Kaminsky is going to be the first defensive line in the rotation mm-hmm. coming off the bench. You're going to see a lot of him. Whoever's the first guy coming off, you're going to see a lot of him this year. It's not like there's a huge separation yeah, yeah, I, I like them both. Especially I like them both like, a lot. Unlike passing downs, there's no reason to have Tyler Davidson in there. And if you you could take him out and throw Kaminsky in, and now you've got Kaminsky as kind of like one end, you've got uh, Davidson as kind of the other end, and then Grady in, in the interior. Yeah, that's I mean, that's kind of a fun setup, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things that we can do just as far as like with this defensive line and the linebackers like – We've talked about Michael Walker. It gives us some flexibility there. Just, man, it's 6'5", you know, 285 pounds. I can't help but in the shuttle time, in the 40 time that he has, I can't help but, like, gosh, I just love to see him. I know I'm harping on that, but I love to see him get some looks maybe at linebacker or or, or just outside. Outside. And right. I think, I yeah, think we exactly. Will. Outside linebacker. I'm not talking about in. Yeah, yeah I'm not talking about inside. I think, um, I think we will see him there a little bit. I just don't think it'll be – ever out there asking him to drop into coverage like i said i think the most you'll see is you'll see him drop into the flat to cover for a blitz sure and so not a huge coverage responsibility but just enough enough meaning when i say enough meaning according to his attributes you know Mm -hmm. and 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 maybe some coaching with dean pease ideally he'll have enough to do so yes right yeah is that right yeah okay um yeah i mean he's He'll have enough to drop drop him in the flats. And with his athletic profile, it's possible one day that he could possibly play that outside linebacker position. But I think with what we have right now, with Michael Walker, I think is a better is more suitable to bump down and play the outside linebacker position than Kaminsky is bumping out and playing it. Because of that versatility that Michael Walker ah, brings. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. And I think you lose you know, you lose something in coverage by by putting Kaminsky out there. Right, right. Yeah, I mean that's you know, and I mean, yeah, we're we're already we're already doing that with some guys too, right? Like, yeah, there's so like, there's so much. There's gonna be so there people are gonna be asked to do a lot of different things this year, and I think like JTM, we're already doing that with JTM. Mm-hmm. You know, JTM. We again, we could see him. You know, we could see all these guys we just talked about besides Grady come off the field, and we could see JTM bump inside and rush from the interior. Yeah. So the next guy I want to talk about, because these four guys that we've mentioned are for sure roster locks. They're making the team. They're going to be in the rotation. The next guy who's a roster lock is Taquan Graham, who drafted in the fifth round out of Texas. Yeah. Big guy project. I mean, he does good against the run. He's strong, has no pass rushing moves. At all. Yeah, I mean, as far as the defensive line goes, you know, I, I was definitely more excited about AO, mm. although we took Graham earlier than AO, right? We took yep. Graham. He was one of our fourth, right? Graham was um, Graham was the early fifth-round pick. So early was, fifth. He was, right. he was 148, and AO was 182. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm, I'm more excited about AO, but uh, Graham, frankly, just kind of seems like another guy. 
um, in the trenches. There's not much that really stands out about him. It's not a shot at Graham. It's just as we t- you know just discussed. We've got John Kaminsky down there. You know we've got um, Marlon down there. Marlon Davidson. We've Grady. got you know like so when I when Tyler I hear- Davidson, Grady Jarrett. It's just like we, we've got enough going on down there. Here just, are my here yeah. here's my uh, notes for Taquan Graham when I scouted him. He's big, athletic at 295 pounds. He's got really long arms, strong hands. He's really stout against the run, and he's got really a great get-off and great movement skills, and he's versatile because he did play some defensive end in college, and he's played nose and tackle. He's a team captain, and when you look at his physical attributes, like his combine or pro day numbers, they're very, very similar to Gerald McCoy, who is uh, just an absolute force for uh, Oklahoma and then obviously – uh, Tampa Bay, who we saw him plenty, and then he's bounced around the league a little bit. So when I look at him, he's another similar to AO. He's a project. He's great. He's going to come in though. Same thing with AO. He's great against the run, and he's going to have to use his tools and his physical ability to get more of a pass rush. Yeah, he needs he needs to get some tools. He, he has he has more physical ability as a defensive tackle than AO does as a outside linebacker defensive end if that definitely but as far as having helpful in the pass rush he's yes. behind right yes. right he's like if i there. if i needed a guy to get to if i needed a guy to get to the quarterback a i ao over taekwon right now but just as an overall player taekwon graham is better is better and has more right. skills you know and, and here's skills at, sorry more is it has more athletic ability sure sure so when why I say I'm more excited about AO, though, and I just, again, I understand that this is an interior discussion, defensive interior line. Um, now, however, the reason I say I'm more excited about AO is, yes, is Taquan Graham, does he have a better skill set? Is he all around probably a better player at this point in time? Yes. However, given the layout or the depth chart, the need mm. for someone like Taquan Graham yes. is less yeah. than it is you know, a run stopper. Right, the need for that on our team right now, or on the Falcons roster, is less than it is for a pass rush. And AO brings a potential pass rush threat, not necessarily immediately, as we previously discussed in mm-hmm. past sessions, but um, potentially. And that's you know that's why I'm more excited about AO and so, Taquan Graham. I'm just not all that excited because we just don't we don't need. There's yeah. not a need for it right now. And it's similar and similar to like we talked about with the linebacker position like the inside backers with like Deion Jones right now Grady Jarrett is paid a lot and they had an opportunity this year to restructure a contract and extend him and they chose not to do that and they're just going to sit on it so I wonder if it's a possibility and you know I hope they don't do this but I'm wondering if it's a possibility they're thinking all right we'll bring in Taquan Graham see what happens with him see what happens with Kaminsky see what happens with Marlon sure. Davidson and maybe we move on from Grady Jarrett when his contract's up or maybe it's the smart away. thing to do so you're running a business it's the smart thing to do you have to right. you have to be ready worst case <clears throat> worst case or best case scenario you keep Grady Jarrett Taquan Graham turns into something and you've got right. more off defensive line and they know what to do it. and he absolutely could but this year is he going to make an impact Pro- I would say probably not I would say he's going to make more of an impact on rushing, like on run stopping, and like giving him in there. Huh? You think we'll see him in there on third downs or not third downs, like like first downs or like you know third and shorts and stuff like that. I think we'll see him get 
more. I think he'll get more reps there than AO will get rushing the passer this year. And if not, it's like you said, strictly based on need. It's exactly that's that my whole my whole perspective on Taquan Graham is just based on need. I think he's a great player. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we have him. Yeah. It, but it, I'm I'm just talking about need and impact this year. Yeah. Or the potential for impact this year. Agreed, a hundred percent. So, and we're all in agreement. It's like he's making the roster. He yeah. is a hundred percent. He's going to make the roster. Yep. Unless something outlandish happens, you know, which then we could be talking about anybody. Now, I sit there and I wonder about the sixth spot. Like I got, I have to imagine three defensive linemen. We're going to keep, we're going to keep a sixth guy just for either the rotation or even somebody who might come in like inactive, right? Because you only have so many players that are active. So, I, I, here's what I think. I don't think we keep a six guy. The reason I say that is we've got JTM who can move inside. You know, we've already, you know, he, he, he's from the inside, right? That's mm-hmm. where his, uh, his roots are. His roots are interior defensive line. We can easily bring him down if need be. We've got Kaminsky. We've got Marlon. Then to back those guys up, we just drafted to Quan Graham. You know, so I, I, I don't think we – that. there's no reason to keep a six guy, in my opinion. And I get 100% what you're saying, and I am, actually didn't think about that at all. And I actually – thinking about what you just said, it – all of those guys, though, can any of them play nose tackle? So if Tyler Davidson goes down, can anybody play nose tackle and clog up the middle and stop the run? Grady Jarrett can. So Grady Jarrett can, but do you want to use him in that way? If we needed to use him in that way – the the other guy that I would go to would probably be Marlon Davidson. Then I would hop to Taquan Graham, and the, and that's Graham. the thing though is like none of those guys they're even, not proven. Even Grady Jarrett, even Grady Jarrett, he's a he can do it, but he's a penetrator. He's not a run. He's not. He doesn't take on two blocks and like hold his ground. And not that he can't, but he his best best asset and the way we probably should be using him is shooting gaps, getting in there, caught like just like causing havoc, disrupting yeah. plays. So no doubt, but there's enough between JTM, Taquan Graham, Marla Davidson. I don't see John Kaminsky being that guy. There's mm-hmm. enough between those three. Him and, J- and JTM can't do that. What's I, that? JT, be like the nose well, I, When I say JTM, what, I, what I'm referring to JTM, because I agree, right? He's, he's lost way too much weight. You know what I mean? He's not, maybe even before he couldn't do that. My point is there's enough if JTM had to come down. Like if we lost Tyler Davidson, um, it's – you know, Marlon, Taquan Graham could step up. JTM could fill, is mm. my point. It's the same thing. It's similar, at least, in my opinion, to asking, hey, if Grady Jarrett goes down, what happens? You know, like, I have no idea. Well, if, you know? yeah, I, that's a different. But there's nobody at the sixth spot that is going to be able to make an impact to the degree that would, that I think would justify keeping a sixth interior defensive lineman. I, I kind of side more on the other end of that because like uh Thon said you need a guy especially in the three four that can just sit there and hold the middle. Not do any like Grady can't do it all game. I agree, but tell me why can't Taquan Graham do it? Why can't Marlon Davidson do it? They're they're, they're not right. big enough or strong enough. Yeah. Marlon Davidson is absolutely big enough and strong enough. So he's and then we don't know that though because he got blown off the ball quite a few times last year. And yeah. it's like, and like I, see, I said, and 2020 I, is one. Of, I honestly think 2020 is 
you've got to take everything from 2020 with a grain of salt or at least dim it down. I, Successes I and agree. failures. I agree, but I don't want to go into a season and say, you know what, Marlon David, if something happens, Marlon Davidson can do it, but we don't really know if he can. But or so not. who else do you put there? Let's talk about and that, then, guys. Who do you put at the sixth spot? So the the only two guys, in my opinion, unless you're like, okay, we know this guy can be a run stop run stuffer. The only two guys that, that have any sort of um any sort of experience would be Jonathan Bullard, who I think is too light, and I actually think he's gonna be the odd man out because I, I see him more as one of those defensive tackle spots. And then I have to just wonder about Deidre Sanat. Like every time he's been in, he's played some nose, he's played some three technique, and he's done well. And the last regime just continued to make him inactive week after week after week. And then there'd be an injury and he'd play a little bit and he'd show flashes and then he'd go right back to being inactive. Yeah, that's that's been his career. So and he was a third round pick. Yeah. Mm. So I, I don't know. I don't know what is going on with him. I would not be shocked to see him be the sixth guy. And this is Deidrin, right? Huh? This is Deidrin, right? Yeah. What did I call him? I no, I think you said Deidrin. Okay. Yep. And but I would not be shocked. It's like too, he's like so polar, like so polarizing. I would not be shocked to see him be the sixth guy, and at the same time, I would not be shocked to see him off the team. Like I don't know, I I don't know what to make of him. Yeah, I, I think it comes down to the argument that we just had. Like exactly yeah, like you said, the run. if they need a back, you need a backup nose tackle because I mean. It's an exhausting position. Mm-hmm. You got to have a backup. So they just got to decide are our guy, whoever we have, can they do it? And if not, then I think Sanat, Sanat is probably the next man up. Mm-hmm. And it could even be this would be a stretch, I think. But Zach Daw came into college as an offensive lineman and transitioned to the D line. And maybe he could put on the size and strength to do it. I don't know. So I, I really like Zach Daw because. Zach Daw to me is like much more explosive and he's like much, he's pretty, seems fast for his size. Guys, I would rather see him play that defensive end spot. So I see, I see Daw, like in my opinion, he's a lock for the practice squad. I, I need some but, correction here then because we're talking about Deidre and Sinat. We talk about size, power, you know, ability to fill the get, the middle. He's six one three zero five. Okay. I was talking about Marlon Davidson earlier. He's six three three zero three. Yeah, but so, how you use your size matters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely does. Like Tyler but Davidson. But I'm, I'm saying Marlon Davidson can absolutely play that role if he needs to. But he no, hasn't yet. He hasn't. But he's he hasn't done that. He's got one year in, guys. He's I, got one year in. And that's it was what 2020. I'm saying, is I don't want to rely on somebody who has – he. yes, he has one year in, but he's he hasn't shown that he can do it. Do we have enough from Deidre and Sinat to – So that's what I'm saying is I've – like, I don't think we do. We And we don't know, but what I'm saying he might be able to. And Marlon Davidson might be able to, but we don't know yet. So when I'm sitting here like trying to predict like what's going to happen as like a backup nose, I would rather side with what we don't know is I've seen Sanat do it a little bit. I haven't seen Marlon Davidson do it at all. Sure. Okay. That's that makes sense. I, I yeah, I could I could come even, over on that. Even Tyler Davidson, Tyler Davidson's three ten. Like Tyler Davidson isn't much bigger than these other guys, and he's the nose. But he's done it, and he's shown he can do he's it. He's shown that he can do it, right? Absolutely. And I would actually argue, Jeff, to your point, like Zach Daw coming in. I think, Daw, like I said, I think he's awesome, and I think he's going to be more of that defensive end spot. That's what I would think. I just said yeah, maybe, maybe he can. Technique. 
maybe he could have a little bit extra or something, but he's way further down, in my opinion, on the list. But I'm just trying to off who I'm looking at. He weighed 275 or 285. Yeah. Um, I just didn't know if there was room for weight on the frame. I'm I'm wondering. So, Zach, like I said, I think he's a lock for the practice squad. But I'm wondering if possibly John Atkins could do it because he was, you know, he got drafted. He got drafted to do that kind of stuff. I'm pretty sure he got drafted. He played for the Lions for a couple of years. Um, and that was what he did. In, that's what he did in college. He's a massive individual, 6'3". Well, he came in at 6'3", 220, or 325. And I just wonder if that's something he could do, like maybe be that inactive guy who's bub- – like he's a roster bubble guy, inactive, active when we need him to be, possibly runs up. I, I don't know. But like you know, going back to what Ferg said, if none of these guys can do it, then maybe it's Marlon Davidson, maybe it's Sanat, maybe we keep five guys, and you know. So when I say I think we keep five, let me let me tell you a little bit of my about my reasoning where I'm where I'm getting this from. Um, we've talked about virtually every position. We've got very few left to talk, discuss, right? Mm-hmm. We've got secondary and the defense, and that's that's about it, yep. right? And we won't, we won't, we, we, won't we have not, teams. what's that? We won't be diving into special teams. Right. Of course not. Right. <laughs> Young way doesn't matter about anybody else. But, oh God. Well, there's one other individual that um, <laughs> shall not be named. The, okay. So getting back to what I was saying is, um, you know, regarding my, my reasoning or my logic, uh, we haven't talked about a single, at least not, you know, I can't recollect a single position where there are definitive cuts. Well, well, we did. Excuse me. I think it was fullback tight end. We talked about a couple guys getting cut. Did we not? And outside linebacker. Like, I think Kobe Jones is I think Kobe Jones is cut. Well, and, who did we say? And wide receiver, too. There's so many guys. Who well, did we but, say at fullback, though? Dang it. Say it. <laughs> Somebody else say it. <laughs> All right, John Shop, Rain. Who is it? <laughs> Dang it. I'm so sorry, John. All right, we'll get to your point. We get <laughs> okay, my point. <laughs> sorry, I got to take a minute. Um, my point is that guys are going to get caught. For sure. Guys are going to get caught at virtually almost every position. Not all, but. Almost every position guys are going to get cut. And that's why I say I just don't. This is a position. It's not riddled with enough talent. The interior defensive line, it's not riddled with enough talent. You know, like. I think so. But like. Deidre Sonata's a guy. He's a guy. You could pick someone up off, uh, you know, wave, or off waivers. Listen to me. Fantasy football. Um, free agency. You get, you get and a waiver, Deidre And waivers. Waivers, right. Yeah, yeah. But either one. But I think like. Sanat and Bullard, both of those guys are third round picks. Maybe they're not playing up to like third round pick potential, but I think we could cut both of those guys and see them on somebody else's roster mm. play, playing. Maybe not starting. Sure. Like I don't sit there and say like these are two guys starters for sure locks. I think we have enough depth at defensive tackle that they will play somewhere else. These two guys in particular. I don't know about the rest. That makes but, sense. That but, makes sense. So, like you said, people are going to get cut, and we don't know what's going to happen. But just to to argue your point and kind of something similar that Jeff said is, you take a lot of punishment at the nose spot, and we just need to have 
we can't just have one guy that's play, that can play the nose. When you look at DMPs or like really a lot of successful three fours, you've got your Halodinadas. You've got your. You have Cam Hayward. You have Cam Hayward. You've got. Wasn't Albert Hainsworth, uh, you know. He mainly played in the 4 3. 4 3, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was a big, big guy. 